0: Hey, what's up? This is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to episode 294 of the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And I'm super excited to bring in my interview with Zargella McKnight. It goes by Z from Black Maple Barbecue in Grundy City, Iowa. This one's interesting. The first 18 minutes or so, he's driving. He's a truck driver, and he was a long-haul trucker during the pandemic and before that. And then after 18 minutes, he pulls over. But this is only a podcast version because the video portion didn't turn out very good. It was very grainy and uh, not clear. So one of these days after you learn more about him and he gets further along his career, I'm sure we're going to talk again and give you the lowdown of what he's doing. He's had a a really rough time. You can tell uh, mentally and physically driving so much and dealing with things during the pandemic and then the marches and a lot of different things that he had to deal with in a level that a lot of people didn't have to deal with. And also, which was something interesting and he does talk about it. I didn't realize that all the truck stops were shut down at one point. So he was eating kind of gas station food for the longest time and that's not the healthiest thing. And he's also trying to pull off doing Craft, quote unquote craft. He doesn't call it craft. He definitely stands aside from the craft. He can, he puts together craft barbecue, but he has a lot of different offerings. But he's been trying to pull that off in Iowa, and it's really cold at times, super super cold. And then and then he has to deal with his work schedule, so it, it's been difficult. He is in process of popping up again and doing it on a more consistent basis but it's been it's been really hard and i i think this is interesting because number one he's 24 so he's young to me he's young to a lot of people he's got a lot of ambition and drive and he he wants to do what makes him passionate and he wants to put out the barbecue that his ancestors put out as well as put out something that is specific to him and his passions so i really think you're gonna enjoy this it's super unique super interesting black maple barbecue is something you definitely Want to follow and keep it in the back of your mind. He is going to stand out, he is going to be a big player in the industry. But it's not going to be about the accolades, it's just going to be about him low key doing something that he really loves to do. So I can't thank him enough for taking the time, especially while he was in the middle of working. So it's definitely something that I appreciate and I totally respect. And the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast and YouTube show is brought to you by Centex Smokers. You can check them out at Centex underscore smokers based out of Luling, Texas. Michael Johnson's making amazing stuff. You have to follow him on Instagram. Again, at Sentex underscore smokers. See his pits. Give him a DM for a quote. He's about 12 to 14 months out working with some heavy, heavy hitters and a lot of people that are just just want an amazing pit. His finishes are fantastic. He really knows what he's doing. He's been welding since he was a child, essentially. Again, that's Centex Smokers out of Luling, Texas. And I'm super stoked to have Flores Tortillas on board. They're available at florestortillas.com every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Texas time. His online store drops, and you can order dozens of tortillas. They're made with smoked beef tallow. They're fantastic. <laughs> They're just the best. I've given so many outed gifts, and now I'm excited that he's a sponsor of the show. Again, it's floristortillas.com and Florist T- Tortillas on all the social media. And their tortillas are also available at a number of barbecue spots across Texas. Again, that's Florist Tortillas. I have a website at kevinsbbqjoints.com. But the end, stay safe. Thanks so much for listening. Where did you grow up? Where did you start? Did you live? Did you grow up in Texas?
1: No, sir. I am originally from Richmond, Virginia. I am born and raised there. Well, I'm currently... I'll be 24 on Sunday, but I'm currently... As of today, I am 23.
0: Happy birthday coming up? That's awesome.
1: It's on Mother's Day. Yeah, I know. I was
0: like, I'm like, that's interesting. If
1: I live long enough and I don't, you know, X myself out.
0: It'll happen it. every four years, right, or something, or every five years. Something
1: like that, I yeah. think so. Something like that. Yeah. I know it happened in high school, so yeah. it's on that cycle. Okay. Yeah, I was born and raised in Richmond, Virginia. I've been around barbecue all my life. My dad did it. grandfather did it. I did not know my grandfather. He passed away before I was born, but he did it. Taught my dad, and my dad taught me, and now I'm carrying on and learning about the Texas style. They never did any type of Texas style. They did like a North Carolina, Virginia style whole hog. That makes sense. So that's what they did. My dad is 74, so he was a sharecropper during Jim Crow, and. He did it the way you see it in the history books.
0: In the ground. Uh. In the ground. So that's, yeah, because I remember when I talked to doc- Dr. Howard Conyers, he talked about that. And that was, that was the typical style and that's how it started.
1: Yeah, there was really no craft Barbecue back then. Um, craft Barbecue is more of that newer thing. I think it got started in 2009 and just went forward.
0: I agree. It's in that area.
1: I remember seeing uh, Franklin like on TV while I was in middle school. And I uh, didn't really exactly pay attention. So I was like, oh, cool.
0: Yeah, just like a, a celebrity. You probably saw my on, what, like on Pitmasters or something maybe? Or on. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was that show. Me and my dad used to watch it. You know, it was pretty interesting. You know, I've seen some real cool pits that I still want to this day, like fuzzies. That pit, I call it a oh, house.
0: It is. Other house,
1: you know? That thing is real cool. But it's a, it's a fuel hog, man. It's a fuel hog. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: I, a lot of them are. A lot of the ones that look really cool, like in the old days, yeah, they they definitely eat up a lot of wood.
1: Like, even now, I can't. Side of you, not just that, but a literal fire too. Wow, my wood was frozen.
0: What was the name of your original place? The
1: original name was Z's Craft Barbecue, yeah. and it was it was cliche. Everybody was calling themselves, you know, such such craft barbecue. I was like, all right, shit, I need to kind of separate myself, and that was more of a business decision, so it was nothing. No jealousy or anything. I just wanted to separate myself from the crowd because we already got the style down, craft garbage, But you don't have to really include it. in your missing and Just name it after yourself or something. Yeah. Then I realized I was like, yeah, Z's. And then I noticed a couple of other people. Their names similar to me. Yeah, I was like, I
0: know. there's a couple like Z-ish. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and I had a friend of mine smoking Z's. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> They're gonna confuse us. And I was like, all right, let me separate myself again. So I was like, all right, big brain time. Start thinking, start thinking, favorite video game, Half-Life, Black Mesa Barbecue with the lambda. I was like, yes, separated. <laughs> One couple of months in, I shit you not. I had an email, a random email with menu on it. I was like, man, what the fuck am I getting the menu for? Excuse my language, but I was like, dude, that's yeah. random. Yeah, yeah. And the dude was like, yeah, I'm looking for a Black Mesa Barbecue in New Mexico. I was like, dog, no. No. Yeah, that's why that's no. that's that's why
0: it's familiar. right? remember New Mexico. There is one. Yes oh. I was
1: like, oh, you gotta be kidding me man. I thought I hit jackpot. I was happy. I was doing the heel clicks and I was doing the jig <laughs> Come to find out there's a place in New Mexico. I'm like yo
0: sucks. So that a Black Maple So
1: now I had to get rid of Black Mesa and the Lambda My, Man, that was I was in a sunken place when I saw that man. I was in a big sunken place I had to redo it all I took a break and just kind of dealt my own inner demons, because I was frustrated in life in general, because I was stuck in a truck for like three or four weeks at a time, and then it was worse last year, because as a trucker, I became a first responder. Yeah. I had to skip my FMCSA rules and basically
0: run. I lived in that truck for two to four months straight. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, how was? Can you explain a little bit, because people have not... I've never talked to, I haven't talked to a trucker. I've talked to people who were truckers before, but not during this time. What it what was that like? That's, like, all of a sudden, overnight, you guys are.
1: It was cool because there was no traffic and dumb people. <laughs> it sucked because all the goddamn truck stops were closed and my food supply went down. Oh. So all I had was nothing but gas station food for a whole year straight, which threw my blood pressure out the window. Oh. Gave me, I, it just, it, it just it blew my body out. Oh. And I tried to do the barbecue thing on the side, you know, when things started to get back to normal. And, dude, my body basically quit. That's why I had to take that break. Oh. I had to just take that giant break because my body was literally quitting on me.
0: Oh, God. I was like, matter. okay,
1: I need to uh, just step away. So I stuck with trucking, switched my companies, and just now here I am rebuilding myself, and that fire got rekindled in me.
0: You know, during that time, man,
1: I was really, I was talking to a lot of my friends, man. I was getting frustrated, you know, the craft barbecue thing. I was seeing a lot of people being successful. I was like, man, how the hell are they being successful? I can't even get a damn loan. But yet, people want me to deliver their TVs and everything all at the same time. I was getting frustrated. Man.
0: So you're a long haul trucker?
1: Not anymore. Right now, I am a construction trucker. Construction, okay. uh, I used to be regional. So you think about it, I would go home after traveling 1,900 to 2,500 miles. Per week, (laughs) regional, within four
0: states. Oh my gosh.
1: Within five days, get off Tuesday and Wednesday, get home Tuesday, go straight to the meat locker, get my meats, prep those Wednesday, get up three o'clock in the morning, start my fire, cook all day Wednesday, sell out Wednesday, and then prep myself again to go back on the road and drive that again. And I did that for four months straight.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And I didn't do a small menu. I I sold over a thousand wings in four months by myself.
0: Did you have a specific location that... Was set for you?
1: Yeah, right the center, of Iowa and I'm still there.
0: So was that like outside of something or right next to something or uh
1: I was it was just me, my truck, my smoker and the table.
0: Through social media found out or did, was it word of mouth?
1: They smelled it.
0: <laughs> so that's like old school.
1: Oh yeah. I went old the first time I ever did it though, um I had a Lang eighty four generation one. Their very first model of their Lang eighty four. huh. That thing was fuel oil. And that was because it was Insulated, it was still kind of dirty. I got it for someone else. I didn't realize the stack was full of creosote, so whatever that person did with their smoking, they did not take care of that bit. Wow, I had to burn the stack, I had to use lighter fluid to even reach in because I couldn't. I'm at an upper height, so I can't reach in and get through the stack. And I did have the tool to go through the bottom, so I was like, Man, let me just burn this crap out and just use a torch and burn the rest of that that fluid out because you know, metal is it opens up and closes, you know, with a molecule yeah. and it's like the structure. I got to do a double cleansing on this thing. Because one, I just did, I use lighter fluid. And then two, I need to clean that out on top of that with a torch, a butane torch, a propane torch. Clears <laughs> that out, too. Oh, it's Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> what was your menu then?
1: Man, I had beef ribs the size of your head. I had brisket. I had turkey. I had ribs. I had pork belly. I had wings. I had whole chicken, half chicken. I'm a one-man army. I really can't do everything, and, 2 I'm young and inexperienced with this. So I need to start small, start little.
0: Yeah, yeah. Start little, I think, little. That's hard. It's it's But it's hard when, when you're passionate and you want to do a lot of things. It's it's easy to, to expand your menu so much. I think a lot of people do that. Only push yourself to a certain limit.
1: I'm a workaholic, and when my body started quitting on me, I was like, "Yeah, I need to change my lifestyle. I need to eat healthier. I need to change my lifestyle. I need a better outlook." You know, being stuck in that semi truck all year made me depressed. I was depressed, man. I was very
0: depressed. I can imagine, especially too, like the world was the world was was wild, and you had all this, and you have this passion that you really want to do. Plus, you're just driving like crazy. Not
1: only that, man, I got stuck in. All the protests, literally all of them.
0: I never thought about that too.
1: Moments where I had to draw a gun on someone. Really? they were climbing my truck.
0: Yes. Oh, what they're trying to, uh, yeah, to take it was your truck.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they just surrounded my stuff and I've never seen a thousand people accumulate like that. That's why you see the videos of truckers running through the crowds stuff. So it's our help. We had no choice. It's not like we're not political. We're a company. We got to do what's best for ourselves, but. At the same time, we got to be professional represent our company. We had that stress going on too. So you you add all of those things up together, you know, and then, you know, look at the protests and these doing everything yourself. It's like, what do you do? Because you defend yourself, you're going to jail. That's just that. You're going to jail for defending yourself. And two, you're gonna get fired if you don't defend yourself and you hit somebody and they call the company, so great.
0: What city was this in?
1: This, the first time I had that incident with the gun thing, the guy climbed up my truck. To actually, get in the driver's seat. I was in Tennessee.
0: Oh, that's and scary. That's the other just time, crazy. I didn't,
1: have, I didn't have to use my concealed weapon, but the other time, I just seen people just surrounding me. I was like, "Well, my truck is locked. I mean, I'm right. wearing, I'm doing a container. This thing got a padlock on it. You're not going to get inside this padlock. Yeah. That's titanium. You're not breaking that. It'll probably break you faster. So, what I was to is just sit here and watch. Mm-hmm. I was on a Dan Ryan local off of uh, 47th Street in Chicago. Town, town. They had downtown, southbound for the most part for truckers. down so here, I had to go. Uh, what's the thing? I 55 fifty five, eighty, ninety corridor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah ninety, ninety four interchange. Dan Ryan local.
0: I wonder why. Like, I wonder why they would stop a trucker too. Like, it doesn't make sense. That part of the looting.
1: Here's the thing: these intermodal containers carry everything from
0: yeah, yeah, hazmat
1: yeah. medical supplies to TVs to video games to Xbox to couches to furniture that's not put together to food. True. To dry goods to to perishables. You know, it has everything.
0: So if you, if you were able to open up a container, which they couldn't, they can get a lot of good stuff. They <laughs> can hit jackpot. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like some people like to auction off those and like like ones that they don't know what they are and then they'll open them up and find out they're either amazing or they have nothing in it.
1: Right. That's the thing. And, you know, companies, they just had their quota. They had their status quo. You know, we need X amount of loads done. You're just a number. Yeah. You know, it's a number. It's just the way it is, you know, at the end of the day.
0: At least you got, and, like, at least you made it pass out. That, that men- mentally was tough. I'm sure it was so hard.
1: Yeah, I, man, yeah.
0: How, do, the, how did you get through it? What What made you, like, just family?
1: No, I just did in my mind, and I just did what I had to do. I shut it off, and I did what I had to do.
0: No, it's, it makes I, sense.
1: I, I, I'll put it this way. In, in a way, I'm not trying to sound facetious or violent, but in that moment, it's you do or die, quite yeah. literally, those moments. Mm-hmm. You know, people have died in these protests, so yeah. it's you or guy. It's either them or me, and in my case, it's going to be them. I'm going to win this fight. That's how I saw it. I didn't care about the political calls. I didn't care about any of that. You know, of course, it's a, it's a sad thing, but when you get to the point where you're rioting and you're burning down everything and you're attacking my truck, one of us is going to win this fight, and I know it's going to be me. I'm going to fl- and I'm gonna
0: win. That's a line you don't cross. That's and that's humanity. Right. But 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 I was wondering how did you mentally make it through this like year period or year like that period, oh, be, period. mentally? How did you make it through? Like, what could people could I'm sure people are still in that that funk?
1: I just prayed. I'm a Christian. I prayed. Okay. I prayed, I prayed, and I prayed. That's all I could have done. And I'm just gonna be honest with you. That's all I could have done. It's nothing I can do. You know, once you're in there, you're in there. Your journey gonna take over. Yeah. and in whatever you've been trained in and whatever you've been taught and that's going to take over like for me i did combat sports whatever i learned in that was going to take over yeah so you think about i'm sitting there in the middle of these events you know i'm teeter-tottering on my instincts taking over mm-hmm. and me having a conscious if i have to cross that line i'm gonna finish it. that's just that
0: yeah but this but this last year has yeah. been this mentally this last year has been really tough yeah, for it's you been it's been exhausting that's my
1: took that break, it was necessary. It was needed. And the thing is, even even this year, man, it started off bad. It started off messed up. Boy, what happened? Basically, I came across an accident in the snowstorm, and uh, I saw someone's daughter crying out in the streets. Uh, her dad was pinned under a DOT bumper truck. Oh. I want he His eyes were hazed over, and uh, I held his hand, and uh, he oh. came back. He came back, but his blood was everywhere on. The oh. blood wasn't from any internal bleeding or anything. It was just scratches and gashes. Uh. We hit that bumper it knocked him out. And then when I looked at that assessment and I looked at his legs, I was like, "He's gonna make it, but he's definitely got some internal trauma for yeah. sure. No internal bleeding, but probably concussion for sure." The guy was out. He was making the noises. Oh. I don't. Forget. And not only that, man, I had other trucks. It was these like, I hate to put it this way, but it was like more of the foreign truckers out of Chicago okay. they were flying by the accident scene in the snowstorm at night like any one of those trucks gonna hit me or the accident oh. and i was never I just didn't know which one was gonna hit me the first one I saw fly by almost tilt over because he had a it was at an exit it was right at the exit left lane median right at the exit so the right lane was partially blocked too that guy with the 53 flew through that and I almost tilted his stuff. And I saw a couple of trucks almost through that. They almost lost control. I was like, this is getting worse and worse and worse.
0: How long did it take for emergency services to come?
1: You know what? I was so much in the moment. Someone told me it was like 10 minutes. For me, it felt like an eternity. I remember the time that it happened. It was 9 p.m. Uh, I-80, exit 93, Ottumwa, Illinois. I do not forget that night. And it felt like time stood still. And by the time I got back in my truck, it was only 9.30. I thought it was 11 o'clock at night.
0: So at that moment, what does that do for you? Does that change your perspective?
1: It made something snap in me. I just said, you know what? I need to step back from trucking. I need to make this escape because I can't do it no more. And now here I am, local. I'm not in those other states anymore. I'm local in Iowa. Yep, I'm sticking here. When I saw that, you know, these are the things they teach you on YouTube, right? You see these accidents on YouTube. Yeah. But when you come up to one that... Just happened. You see
0: someone's daughter crying, and their dad basically dying. It, you know, just his last breath. That takes yeah. a lot out of you. Oh. That kills it right then and there. But you were there too. Like even if he had expired, if he had died, you were there he for him. In my hand. You were there for him, yeah, and that's and that's a hand. big like a big moment as a human to be able to do that for someone. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't want to experience.
0: No, kids. no, no, no. I wouldn't. It's it's everyone <laughs> and everyone reacts differently. It would be hard. It would and it doesn't change you. It doesn't. I've seen some pretty crazy stuff recently with COVID and things like at hospitals, and, yeah. and it's just it's it's scarred me and it's I I think about it a lot. It's hard to get that out of your head.
1: Yeah, I still like I still hear him breathing, doing agonal breathing. Say much about it, but I do hear
0: him. But you did the right thing. No, no, it's like and it's yeah, like this podcast. People are like, "What's going on?" But it's it's your it's your life. It's it's also you and you did the right thing and you did it's that's that's a big step because a lot of people would be scared to even do anything, and they would just move on. So what's your plan going forward, then?
1: Um, my plan right now is, right now, I got enrolled in a school on a scholarship, so that's a blessing. That's great. I'm working on pop-ups. I took. I was lucky with the barbecue thing to take a break. From there, I was able to just upgrade my smoker. I had a 500, that golden one. Okay. That golden 500 from Chop Smokers, that was the first of its kind across the nation. Now everybody's, like, copying me.
0: That's pretty. That's pretty. <laughs> kind of funny,
1: they're kind of copying me on that. I was like, damn, I knew that was going to happen. Now I'm getting a thousand gallon road pit with like the full storage. You know, I took everything I learned back then to apply now. You know, I've le- I'm learning a lot of my lessons, you know. And one of the, one of the things is that was part of the plan was just kind of sit down and watch these guys. Ask the right questions. Don't ask about the cooking because I know how to cook a brisket. And someone taught me. And I... I learned how to do it at Briscoe. I cannot divulge in how they did it, but I know how they did it because I spent time down there. You ever heard of Austin Smokeworks?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, it was them, but I'm not going to go into the details of what they told me. That's private.
0: That's but, okay. No, um, no, but I, and I, I actually, I had an interview in their backyard, their back area, and it was that uh, Wi-Fi was so terrible, we were going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Yeah, yeah. It was,
1: yeah. I know, man. It's a dead are, spot right there. It's yeah. a giant dead spot.
0: Those guys are so nice. They're so cool, so nice, and so talented.
1: My next smoker, after my $1,000 from Chop, is going to be a, probably a, either a 500 or a $1,000 for Austin Smokeworks. Those two, those are the only two I, Those are my riding down, man. They help me quite a bit. They treat me like family. They have been so good and patient to me, and that's why I do business with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm kind of old school when it comes down to business. How you treat me is yeah. everything. That's how you're going to line your pockets with me can't just be arrogant towards me and look at me a certain way nah that doesn't work that way and that's partially because I have very I have older parents I've been around nothing but older people all my life Mm -hmm. my mom is 64 my dad is 74 so my mom's 75
0: so you were in the same company
1: yes sir and I it's just the way it is and I realized that they're really old school in their business I'll say okay I, I respect that of them Mm-hmm. and I had a lot of fun, man. They they took me around Austin and stuff and uh, showed me around. I tried some barbecue. Personally, this is going to be a real controversial opinion. <laughs> There's only places that I was impressed by. The rest of them, I wasn't too impressed.
0: Which, which was the place that you were impressed by?
1: I was impressed by La Barbecue. I love their burnt and that tangy sauce. Oh, my God.
0: La Barbecue is awesome. They're amazing. Dude,
1: dude, that tangy sauce, man. I do not know. I want to know what's in it. <laughs> put it on anything mac and cheese collard grease chicken fish cornbread i will put it on anything man that stuff is so good <laughs> my god they was so good another yeah. place was um a place that i visited was black's barbecue dude i'm trying to rebuild their smokers <laughs> i want to build those.
0: we down in Lock- love- the lockhart ones
1: <laughs> yes sir
0: yeah those are beautiful gordon are really so killer
1: that l-shaped block i realized it was and I noticed I kept combing their videos. That's how much I'm studying them. I'm combing every video that came out about them. And I realized a couple of details. I noticed Danny Bond said it was an L, It was an L-shaped block pit with a stack in the center, so you have a firebox on either either end. So that I was like, okay, I can see how that can become really yeah, efficient.
0: This is the chopped one, right? Yes, sir. Yeah.
1: I sat on the firebox while I had a raging fire underneath me. <laughs> I laid my face on.
0: He laid his face on. That's so funny. And-
1: And what I realized was I can put a stick on every six hours.
0: Every six hours? That's crazy.
1: Yeah. I was like, good coal bed? Because here's here's the thing. You build a nine log fire. and You can't start with little logs. You got to kind of start with bigger ones. Mm -hmm. Let those break down into coals. Let the temperature drop back down from like the 400s to about 275 and keep burping it. You won't have any smoke coming out, but you'll have the smoke flavor, which is interesting. On the back end, it's nothing but steam. Nothing
0: but steam. That's interesting. That's that. No, no one's ever really discussed that portion to me on the on the show. That's interesting, uh, especially too. But it's yeah. but it's because it was in, because you have a special insulated firebox too, right?
1: Right. Whatever moisture that was in that metal was being converted into steam. I didn't have to have a water pan or anything.
0: That's it. That that's nice. That's ideal, huh?
1: Right. And with the design, I was able to cook one hundred percent of the the grates. 100 at top end
0: wow. from
1: the firebox end all the way to the stack end. The stack end was a little bit hotter than the firebox end actually.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That's kind of uh... Yeah,
1: the stack was like 285 and the front end was 275, which was really interesting. Now, the top part, obviously, heat rises. So the top part was 325 at the stack, 300 at the uh, firebox. But it was a radiant three hundred. It wasn't. It wasn't a convective three hundred.
0: So you're so this five hundred is that? A, that's not enough for your capacity right now,
1: right? Dude, I outgrew it in like four months. I my goal was to keep it, but I outgrew it. I was like, man, I can't shuffle in anything, especially if I'm cooking ribs, rib tips at the time, uh, chickens, half chickens, wings. It was like between November. It was not November, but like I got it. I got this smoker in like September, or so between there and December, wow. it was that much. And it, what I know I was like, dude, I'm selling out every single week, and I'm cooking that amount of food every single week in a small town. But I was still doubting myself because I still, you know, was depressed. I didn't know what to do. I was, I was feeling wonderlust because it was like my mindset during that time was, okay, I don't why, why have I uh, completed school? Why haven't I done this? Why are everybody else around me is successful? Why am I failing? That was my mindset. Yeah. But what I didn't realize was I was not failing. I was actually covering a shit ton of distance.
0: Yeah, you're doing I, so much. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I just felt trapped. Yeah. I'll just be real with you. Being in that truck made me feel caged, like a caged animal. Yeah. You know, you're, you're stuck in a truck like weeks at a time. Yeah,
0: yeah you know, you're was, tied to that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was like, shit, I'll never leave trucking because now I can't get into barbecue. I was frustrated. I was just frustrated, man. And... During that time, I was like, man, no one's going to buy barbecue. No one's going to do this. Despite me selling out every week now.
0: So it's almost like you're, you're convincing yourself, like the opposite. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I was like, dude, I don't know how long this is going to last because my goal was, and while I was noticing the barbecue industry, I was like, all right, nothing wrong with getting into barbecue, but a lot of the times I'm noticing a lot of people getting into barbecue because it's trendy right now. For me, I want to carry on. A, it's not about trendiness. You think about it. My family is connected to this through slavery. Hmm. I gotta keep this going.
0: Yeah, it's part of and, it's, yeah, it's yeah, part of your lineage. It's your lineage and your yeah, yeah.
1: I I can't end this. This ties me. I can't avoid it. So what do I do? Boom! I just gotta keep trying. Yeah. And what I noticed the other day, man, I don't know if you heard. What's your smoking barbecue out in Luther, Iowa? No. Yeah, there's a craft barbecue joint in a town of 181 people. Wow. Here's a kicker you look on Google, there's 1,400 reviews from that location.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, like,
1: bruh. If you can do it, I can't do. I was like, nah, man. I got to do this. Nah, bruh. No excuses now. <laughs> Definitely don't. I can't run now.
0: So does he know about you?
1: No. Nope. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it that way. I want to be the dark horse. I am the dark horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I need to keep it on low, low, because I don't want them beating me at my own game. And it's you. They're far away from me anyway, yeah. so...
0: Now, I would just be milk curious milk if they could they, they, they could make the trip out and have your food someday.
1: Sure, I mean, I'm, man, I was considering swinging my truck into that parking lot, but I started doing the sizing up. I was like, I don't know if I can fit.
0: <laughs> when can people get your food? What's the what's the whole game plan for going forward? Well,
1: once I get my smoker, uh, I'm gonna do a couple of pop ups. I'm gonna do a soft opening. That's gonna be like a private party. Just see uh, what things are going. I'm basically uh, I started from the bottom again. I I actually started from the bottom, yeah. just redoing everything. I need to make sure I can survive as a businessman, and I'm doing this not just because it's a passion, but I gotta think like a businessman. I yeah. got to think. Yeah. This is a thinking game. I can't play checkers while everybody else is playing chess. Yeah. yeah.
0: When is it coming? When do you think it'll come?
1: Oh, uh, I'm taking my time with it. I'm not trying to pile up my plate like I did last year. I did too much. So I'm just going to take my time.
0: My goal is, like, June and July, okay. to be honest. That's your goal, or, yeah, or, yeah. Guy, good thing you're. Good thing I can't you're younger. Help it, <laughs> no, I can't help that's it. how I am too. I'm crazy. I, if, I, if I sit
1: still, I got like I, I, I think I got undiagnosed ADHD. I think I'm on that spectrum, man. I cannot sit still for the
0: life of me. I get it. No, I the same way. I get anxiety if I'm doing nothing, or I could just, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not good at that. And that, there's so many people. I wish I need to learn how to relax. That's my new goal, maybe someday to learn how. Not, dude, and you, not you, care, you know, I like, care. Yeah, maybe you and I need to, to hang out sometime and actually relax for a day, like, cause like, there's no way I can. Dude, let's take a trip
1: to Texas. Screw it, man. YOLO. <laughs> yeah. show me some places. man? Because I, I like to go to a lot more places. I'm also probably gonna be up in Texas doing an event too. Oh. Cool. So, uh, don't be surprised if you see me down there. <laughs> you lurking down there. I'm a low. Key, I'm kind of a low key dude. I like my position right now because it's so weird. I know people. And they don't really know me. So I'm a nobody, which is great for me. Because for me, I'm not here for the pop- popularity and anything.
0: Well, that's also I funny, too, know. because I like I know you, but then I was trying to do some research for this, and I'm like, you can't find a lot out of him. Like, he's he's pretty bingo, good. Bingo, bingo,
1: bingo. That's you're, the thing. You're really good
0: that's, at that, yeah. That's
1: the thing. You, you know, you see me pop, I'm everywhere, but I'm nowhere at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You know, some people, I remember when I went to Texas, like, some people recognized me. It. it was like, see? What <laughs> doing down here? I was like, Shh,
0: don't tell anybody. Don't
1: tell nobody. Don't tell no one. It was pretty dope, man. I liked it. I looked at the Red Dirt Barbecue Fest and the, the Windy Smokeout. And I looked at both of them. I was like, even if I'm big, I'm still not doing this. Hell no. I've been traveling for the last four years, I'm not chopping nowhere yeah. for a while.
0: No. Get everything in place. Yeah, that's a smart way to do it. Get everything in place.
1: Not only that, I'm just tired of traveling.
0: No, I, I I, I, there's that too. <laughs> I drove half million
1: miles. I'm good. I'm good for right now. I am good.
0: How far away would that be? How, how many miles around the Earth is that? <laughs> <laughs> Probably
1: uh,
0: 2,200 miles. You've like are you had you have you really registered about a half million miles? You think?
1: Yeah. If oh. I kept. I kept up and I averaged out my miles over time. It's easy to get a half a million miles in trucking. It's easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess easy. so. I wouldn't think of it. yeah, yeah. Cuz
1: there's not so much you cross country in it. You're going to the same places a lot of the times. And you're going to a lot of their uh subsidiary places, like let's say for example, Tysons. I'll go to Tysons in Sioux City, but I also go to the Tysons here in Waterloo, Iowa. That's an 8-hour, 9-hour drive, yeah. you know? That's a lot of miles. Within eight to nine hours, you think about it. I got an 11, 11 hour DOT clock. I got to drive that clock out, or at least ninety nine percent of that clock out, and leave one hour for finding a rest area.
0: Okay, so, so that they, so are those still those still apply, or they, or do they drop that during the yep, pandemic? Back, okay,
1: no, they're 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 applied now. Okay, you know we don't need it. Yeah, you know, we're basically normalized at this point. Yeah, if people are getting their vaccines. States are pr- practically open. Minus a couple of states, things that like basically normal. Like Iowa's been open for the whole time.
0: basically Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard like people said that guy like, said I went through Iowa. He's like, yeah, there was no mask. No one was doing anything. It was normal. I went to bars. Or no one cares. Right? Like <laughs> we,
1: we care. We do care.
0: We do care, care. But, it's, so, yeah, yeah.
1: but it's like at the same point in time, you are an adult. You do not need a babysitter. All right. <laughs> if you wear a mask, then wear one. If you feel sick.
0: The Iowa numbers were de- were different. Like you, it wasn't as dense as places that were. Like, no, people were on top of each other, living like. You know. Right, I can
1: understand New York. I can understand L.A., San Francisco, Oakland, Chicago. You know, Dallas, Houston, Austin. People are on top of each other. Yeah. Like I went to Austin, man. It was it was good. That was the first time I ever been. Second time, man. My God, it was like baby California. I was like, dude.
0: I know it's California. getting crazy, huh? I.
1: I I thought about living in that area, but when I saw it the second time, I was like, nah, man. Just
0: visit. Visit for fun.
1: So here's the thing. I, when I grew up in Richmond, it was this diverse, and a lot of people sleep on the diversity of Richmond. Man, I had black people making Mexican food, Arab people making Jewish food, <sighs> Jews making soul food, Korean people making soul food, Japanese people making Mexican food. It was that diverse, and Jamaican people making Asian food.
0: That's awesome. That's so funny. And I
1: was like, "Wow!" And because like the, the the Chinese restaurant was like literally in walking distance from my house. Man, I've been using chopsticks since I was a kid. I found two places I can get Peking Ducks. Wow.
0: I am happy. That's cool. <laughs> That's I'm hard so to happy. find. That's hard to find. Even in L.A., there's not the best. Yeah, there's like there's choices, but you have to search them out.
1: No, and these are these are legit Peking ducks, like mm. the full whole thing with the head on. Wow. The thing that the Peking ducks you'll find in Flushing, New York. You know, <laughs> it was the real deal. They had crispy pork, trash out, you know, different things, man. They had different things. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. It's good. Out here, I wish they had, they have a lot of African immigrants. I just wish we had African restaurants where I can get beef stew, you know, egusi soup, different things like that. You know, it would be nice. We don't even have Jamaican. And when I made jerk chicken, I was the only one in the area making it.
0: Yeah. Like, in a different radius. I think that. Across the United States, that's the way it is. Because there's like a Jamaican area in Los Angeles, but there's not a lot of Jamaican restaurants. I've searched them out, and it's not. It's it, that's not easy to find out almost anywhere. I wonder if you if that's something if that's a passion of yours. You eventually have an item or two that's on your menu.
1: Um, you know,
0: every so often, like a special or you no. Know,
1: I'll have to get a certain grill. I can't use an office smoker. We got to do it right. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. True, true. true. Now, for as in like the duck, I will do my own Peking duck.
0: That's cool. I know how
1: to make it. Like, my first, here's the thing. What's so cool about me when I left Richmond, I had a hard time. I got homeless in Florida. But, however, my first job in Florida was at a Korean restaurant, like a Korean Japanese restaurant. So, I learned how to cook that food. And I explored more into it. I bought me a couple of uh, Chinese cooking books and Korean cooking books. And I learned how to make my own Peking duck on my own.
0: Oh, that's great. So, you'll add that to the menu someday?
1: Uh, I gotta test it out. Uh, that I just gotta change this, the temperature of my smoker. Because baking duck is about that crispy skin. Not mm. only that, the breast type. You gotta render that fat out because duck is real fatty. You have to you hang it gotta, properly. And... Yeah, you gotta air dry it. Make sure you either, if you're gonna do no maltose, at least do star anise, your fire spice, mm. your honey. Um, I use rice vinegar and a little bit of white sugar to emulsify that skin, to cover that skin. Oh. And uh, or Shaoxing wine cover that skin, and it will just turn like glass when you bake when you bake it.
0: Huh. That's. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a guy. Have you heard of Zeph Barbecue out in Simi Valley? What was that? Zeph v- Z E F. It's the Zeph Barbecue. He's a guy. He's he was a chef, and he's popping up mm-hmm. in Simi Valley now. And he I think he did Peking duck once, and he was talking about that. And that's but he was a, he's like a chef chef. Like he's all mm-hmm. over the United States. He was in Chicago. Like he he went with a. Uh, Hyatt or something, and they moved him to different places, so he was like, oh, but So, but he has a passion kind of like you, and it just sounded like, when you were talking, I'm like, oh, this sounds like there's certain people like you that have a different mind, have a different mindset, and want to do things outside the box.
1: I'm keeping it old school, you know, I feel like a lot of the older places, they are there for, like, the relics, but I want to kind of bring back what they tasted like in the old, in their heydays. Cool. You know, the shitties, the the Christ, the Blacks Barbecue, yeah. you know, uh, Pizzatolas, you know, your Patillos.
0: Yeah.
1: Even up here, like I'm gonna probably get an aquarium smoker. A lot of people don't talk about Chicago barbecue, uh, but those, Chicago aquarium, bar people, those are
0: awesome. I love those
1: Dude, I know, I know who builds them. I I could get one at the tips of my fingers at the snap of my finger. Wow. And I and I will have one. Wow. I'll have the only one west of the. That's so cool! I
0: can't wait to see that. That makes sense. people have never seen one i've seen so many
1: i've seen so many in my face
0: it's the way it's like the old
1: I scooted to the forefront, not because of, you know, my skills, but, you know, my skin color. I was like, nah, let me take a seat, sit back. I love the history, but, man, I don't want to be defined by that. I want to kind of do my own thing. I want to stay away from the race politics or any politics in general. I want people to know that Zardrell can cook because he chooses to cook, that he has the innate ability to do this.
0: That's and great. he
1: has the like, careful hands to do this. Not because someone gave me a free handout. Now, none of this is a free handout at all. These people deserve it. They earned it. But for me, I I want my brand separate of that. On my personal leisure time, when it's separate from my brand, sure, we can talk about it. Like now, you know, we're talking about that. But when it comes out, when I'm doing my pop-ups, man, none of that is in my mind. I'm thinking about, okay, I need to slice this brisket right. Is it rendered? Is that fat golden? Did my shoulders render? Did that fat cast split? Did my skin on shoulders get crispy? Did my ducks get crispy? Did my chicken come out right? Did my wings come out right? Those are the things that I'm thinking about. Think I made history in my town? I think I'm the first black-owned business there. Wow. Think so? I don't quote me on it. I I'm gonna ask.
0: Interesting. Yeah, let I've me know. Asking. That's interesting.
1: I'm gonna dig deep on that one. That's that's. I could potentially hit the history books later in life. It was unintentional, but it kind of hit me. I was like. Mexican restaurant, there's a Chinese restaurant here, Subway, there's, what well, they used to be Pizza that was my favorite place, too. Yeah, you kind of see the little depression there, yeah. I was looking at that. <laughs> and people call my name, it was the closest one. You know, I realized, I was like, I'm the only barbecue restaurant here, black, owned businesses permanently here. You know, because there was black businesses that passed through on the festivals, but they weren't permanently there. Yeah, interesting. There,
0: Also, also too it's what you do with what you are doing like that's that's what counts like it's right. yeah And on a day to day basis it's and in the, every day you right. wake up and you gotta just you know plow through it it's not easy all the time I have
1: a those days and bring those memories back to my parents they've already lived that they've my dad has scars on him from that from the kkk having to cross burn his yard i do not need to bring that back that's that i need to bring up we all know there's injustices everywhere whether you're white you're black you're asian you're latino everybody faces injustice there's good apples and bad apples in every group group cool. and as a christian i cannot sit here and say I hate you as a white person. When you are a Christian, you're my brother or my sister. That's not right. That's not right at all. I can't see and define you by your skin color. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you came from. I don't know where you're going. But what I can do is bid blessings on you so you can do and go and do better for yourself.
0: The respect thing that you talked about, like common decency, that's important. It's yeah. so important. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter. And some, yeah.
1: people, some people, whether in the food industry or not, they'll carry that social justice stuff. Man, leave that for the internet. We know what happened. Justice has been served. We need to move on and build up together. You know, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X has already died and said what they had to say. Do not repeat history. That's all we can do. Because what we're going to do right now, we're about to repeat history and it's going to be like South Africa.
0: Such a melting pot in this country. We need to get together.
1: You know, even, even in the crap Barbecue, you know, I was like, man, why are you guys posting these black squares? We are the most diverse community there is in this country, possibly in this world. Yeah. We have Muslims. We have Christians. We have Jews. We have Hasidic Jews, Anastasia Jews. Yeah. We have everybody here. Atheists, agnostic, gay, straight, trans, women, men. We had everything.
0: Every race, community. every type of, yeah. Literally, every
1: race, every culture. I'm a black dude that knows how to cook Asian food.
0: There's white people that know how to do it, and they I cook. Love, food. I love that. No, and it's. A, I remember there was an Anthony Bourdain episode where his uh, one of his cooks. I think he was from Mexico, and he talked about how all there's all these Mexican chefs that would come to America, learn like French cooking, learn whatever, and then they come down back down to Mexico and open a French restaurant or open a. There's. Right. It's, yeah, it's just funny how a lot of people think like, oh, it must be a bunch of French chefs in the back. Well, it's. I remember
1: I did one pop up last year before Corona hit and I had like a half Jamaican, half Asian menu, and it was nothing but barbecue. That's awesome. I had Korean pork belly, brisket, homemade pickles, homemade kimchi slaw, which is I call it Asian slaw because it wasn't just all kimchi. It was a mix. I had like two versions of it, one for sandwiches, one for, you know, the pork. I got rid of the one with the fork because I wanted to improve it. It was so good, but I wanted to improve it a little bit more. The one that did not need the fork for the sandwiches didn't have to change it one bit. No mayonnaise, nothing in it. Didn't have to change it one bit. I remember I looked up to my right. My friend, he's Vietnamese. He's manning the bar because they was at a brewery. He's manning the bar. He got some of my Jamaican jerk ribs. He held one out on purpose. And there was this Indian dude. He got my Korean pork belly and another couple of Asian people got my pork belly. And I had it on a sandwich it's called a K-pop sandwich. A little nod to yeah, yeah, Korea. Yeah. A little nod to the Korean restaurant, Mr. J., Shout out to you, if you ever see this. Thanks you for everything you did. man. He have been in that sandwich, they looked back at me. They had a look of shock. Looked at the sandwich, they looked back at me, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to now. Uh, got you now on the first bite, got
0: him. Oh, uh, that's so you're great.
1: I love those moments. Those are the moments I cherish. I'm and, like,
0: yeah. And that's what you're striving for. Everything they need to know about how to follow you, how to find you, the All, that all right. Stuff.
1: Okay. So here's the thing. I'm going to give detailed instructions.
0: Okay. Thank people you.
1: People follow directions and don't be like me and skip a couple of directions. I know I'm a hypocrite. But uh, here we go. Follow me, follow Black Mesa Barbecue on Instagram. Okay. You'll see a leaf, white lettering as a black leaf. Please do not tell me it's a weed leaf, it's a Japanese maple leaf. Yes. And too many people tell me it's a weed leaf. It's not a weed leaf. <laughs> Okay, follow that. I have a square site. So that square site is only for pre-order pickups in the local area. Please do not order something. You're all the way in California. <laughs> and I'm not talking about you, Kevin. I'm not talking about you.
0: But I'm sure it's happened, yes.
1: <laughs> I had people ask me, do you ship anything? I'm man. I can't ship anything, bro. I
0: can't even
1: afford a FedEx for GPS.
0: Not yet. Or
1: oh, costume. Follow that it's linked to my Facebook. Okay. Uh, follow that on Facebook. You'll also see the Square site. It's linked to Instagram. Okay. Uh, the Square site has everything you need. Um, if you have any questions about the Square site, uh, give me a holler. Text me. That's yeah. the best way to reach me is text me because I'm driving almost 100% of the time at this point. Okay. I'm sorry if I can't reach your calls. I'm due, I do apologize in advance. Finally, the catering. I know you didn't ask that, but the catering part, I'm building it. Please do not mess with me for catering. I still need to figure out the pop up side first. Yeah, that that's probably going to come somewhere when I actually get a food trailer. Okay. It just makes things easier for me. Man, I
0: really enjoyed this, Kevin. Thank I enjoyed. It's so nice to meet you, and I I could talk to you for another four hours. Like I really can't wait to hang out with you in person. You're a good guy. Oh, yeah. You've gone through a lot. It's in, this is an interesting story. Dude,
1: here's the thing about me, man. I would give you the shirt off my back, but at the same time, I'll probably talk shit. I will talk my shit real soon at the same time. If
0: I do that, that means you're family. To me. You know, I'm not perfect, but I try my best. That's all we can do. And I thank you so much for taking the time. And I can't wait to watch your journey. Yes, sir. <laughs> I right, take it. You your- have a productive day too, and be safe. Uh, you be safe too. Nice to meet you, sir. Yeah. Okay. Got-